Peace family, welcome to this month's Astro Audio. Here we take a moment to engage in the alchemy that surrounds us. I am Safi, your host, one-sixth of Team Ascendance. Let's ascend. Raise up, get yourself together, and drive that funky soul. When I say Sagittarius, drive that funky soul. When I say Pisces, holler, and drive your funky soul. When I say Gemini, Happy Taurus season! Happy birthday, Taurus! Um, I know I say it every single time, but literally, this is one of my favorite seasons. Um, eventually, I'm going to change that intro. We are seven members deep. Aaron wanted to make sure I honor that our visual man, person, spirit uh, is definitely part of the team that we run. So... Shout out to him, and I'll make sure I do that. Speaking of value, because we're in Taurus season, we're going to get further to that. Um, but before we go into that, if you're new here, welcome. Um, if it is your, your reoccurring visitor, then hey, 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 thank you for coming back and finding value in this, um, this study, this beautiful art form uh, that we have. Uh, before we get going, I have something that I'd like to formally read, but it's not in front of me. So I'm off the cup, just going to really talk about, I, I being a student of the stars, I live according to that. And according to that, the earth is uh, dual. It is both feminine and masculine. It operates all the time in both, but maybe showing a little bit of dominance uh, and one going from sign to sign because it's transient, meaning it's always moving, always um, shape-shifting. So however way you present yourself, however way you identify, um, please know that when I use the words female, male, um, that I'm talking to that part of you that resonates with that energy, um, no matter which way that you move dominantly in the world. So with that said, let's give thanks to our ancestors. That will, that's what we do here first. Um, and who we're honoring for the masculine energy is James Brown. Yes, indeed. He was born May 3rd, 1933. Threes. Like he got buku three. I would love whoever does numerology to like let me in a little bit of his chart. I would love to know more about his numerology chart. Um, he transitioned December 25th, 2006. He was born in Barnwell, South Carolina. Now, he is a local um, name just in community. Everybody kind of really knows James Brown. However, if you don't, I have a hyperlink there below, which I really, I, I, I'm telling y'all, check out these links. I be linking y'all, be linked up in this uh, podcast. So what I love about the link that I showed or that I, I viewed of him was whew, what he had to say. He talked about, you know, a lot of people know his song, Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. And he talks about like how he was kind of resistant to really make that song, but he knew his people needed it because they were so far behind. And he was like, the lyric that I love the most in that is, um, open the door and I get it myself, you know? And so he talks about his um, 
the his art his composition his music uh history and how he works with jazz and um classical music and how he was able to find his voice using the laws of music but doing it in his own way so phenomenal hyperlink check that out but what i want to also talk about him what keeps uh, coming up with me honoring him is that the complexity of us as individuals right on one end he is literally doing revolutionary things in music not only with his body but putting his spirit his life on the line for his political stance that he made in um music and on the same level he is abusive to women um and so doing that that duality that you know by day by night or just all of those things living in one person um and i really wanted to honor how complex uh that we are and even honor his history i didn't watch he does have a full-length movie that i hear mixed reviews about it came out a few years but his mother was a prostitute he grew up in a whorehouse it was really really bad um and so that was his first connection to the womb um to feminine energy and then even though he wasn't really fond of his mother later in life uh he got himself together and knew that he you know need to honor his honor thy mother and um took care of her financially of course i'm not sure how um how tight they were but he was not gonna let her go without and so i want us to always we had a, a lot of things come up in our community um, and in that, of course, reflect on how you walk as an individual and know how you hold contradictory items. I know I do in my spirit and how we're all these work in progress. Everybody's here to be used, but nobody is here to be misused. And so um, I love that we are doing a lot of checks and balances in, in our community. And I pray that we are able to do that um, in a way that is healing. And so please check out the sexual trauma in the Age of Aquarius uh, article that I wrote like a few months back. We're going to be changing a few things a little bit up on the website to make sure that that article and other resources are more accessible. Uh, yet it is there. So whew, that was a lot. James Brown um, wanted to give honor to him. And then for the feminine energy, we are going to be honoring Septima Poinsett, Poinsett, Poinsett Clark. Septima Poinsett Clark. Excuse me, my apologies, Mojuba. We salute her. Uh, she was also born on May 3rd. So two May 3rds, 1898 in South Carolina as well, Charleston. So I love when regions start calling uh the knowledge or calling me ancestrally a lot of, it was arkansas if you've been following for the last few months and now we've switched to the carolinas and so whatever roots that we hold there hope so we also honor these regions as well we know indigo we know rice has come from there and now we also know this beautiful sister has come from this region as well she transitioned december 15th 1987 also, and, and that happened in South Carolina as well. I'm going to read uh, her little tear sheet from the book, I Dream a World. 
and it says Septima Clark, one of the most effective and yet unsung heroes of the civil rights movement, believed that literacy was key to empowerment. After teaching for many years in the public schools of South Carolina, she went to work tirelessly with the Highlander Folk School in Tennessee and Southern Christian Leadership Conference in Georgia. With her talent for developing leadership, I'm going to repeat that, with her talent for developing leadership, she established innovative citizenship schools throughout the South. She recruited hundreds of teachers who taught thousands of others to read, to register, to vote, and to stand up for their rights. So she's kind of known as the mother of the civil rights movement. She, uh, so Highlander, which they mentioned in the folk school, please, once again, check that hyperlink out. But that was an integrated school back in, you know, in the 1890s, back in the G. So this was unheard of at that time. And so this was a high profile school and under a lot of um, attacks because they were like, you, you different co color people cannot learn together. And with her literacy, the citizenship schools were another place where she was teaching uh, elders, uh, children, but specifically adults too, how to read so that way they could vote. Um, a little bit before the boycott, the bus boycott that Rosetta, um, what is that her name? Rosa Parks, Rosetta. Rosa Parks uh, did the whole sit-in for, she had went to one of these schools where she was trained and where she was taught in literacy. So literally without um, Sister Clark, there would be no Rosetta, I mean Rosa Parks, I don't know why I wanna keep calling her Rosetta, Rosa Parks, um, or any civil rights movement to honestly, though those votes, whether we agree with or how we feel with votes, and we're gonna talk a lot about that when we get to the Uranus and Taurus, we have a lot to unpack. So regardless of how you feel at that particular time, this is what our people thought would help with our um, quality of life. And they did their best to create change. And yes, they did exactly that and created change. So we salute these two spirits. We salute any of your ancestors who are Taurus, your loved ones, mother, father, sister, brother, auntie, uncle, best friend who is no longer with us. Your any anyone who's no longer with us, we salute them. Um, and when I say that, I mean no longer in the physical presence, because this is the thing: we got these ancestors who work on our behalf, y'all. We got them. We, we should we should use them to our benefit and have them. They have a whole nother concept of time, a whole nother concept of what is um, possible and what is impossible, and we have access to be able to tap into their energy. So, ancestor reverence is an extreme importance to me. And this is why I love to give honor to them. So we honor your loved ones as well. Mojupa. So now that we um, have honored our ancestors, I want to also honor another folk. We do have a Taurus member on this team, and that is DJ Chinwa. It is his birthday season. So happy birthday, DJ Chinwa. And um, as we saw with these two captivating people, they are able to invoke 
energy when when it's a right cause and when people something people can get beside like they can really invoke a movement and so right on task of course uh dj chenwa he is the one who invoked the energy of ascendance and knew like how to be like hey if i talk to that one and let me talk to this one let me put and sure enough people at least myself was like okay I can get behind this astrology, uh, a bimbe, you know what I'm saying? Uh, for not only because y'all come in here, we come in here, but as much as there's, it's a party for us, it's a party for our ancestors. All the spirits that walk with us be in that bitch getting it, you know what I'm saying? So I could get behind that. I could get with that. I could put energy towards that. And as you see, six other people did as well. So we salute him. We salute his efforts. May his house continue to be blessed. May he be able, his health continue to be blessed. Um, may everything that he wants come true and manifest for this year and years to come. Which leads me back right into manifestation time. Woo! This is this is the time, y'all. This is Taurus, Taurus energy. So before I go off all on my tangents, I want you to take a little bit of second. And what I realized, if you're on the phone, you're listening to this as a blank screen and then to kind of go and listen. So it's kind of interesting. You might even want to pop up another window and go right back to the same page. I know that's a lot. Um, and so that way you can look at your chart and listen as we go along. But there is a document right underneath of the Taurus correspondence page. There is a hyperlink that says documents. You want to press that. And there I walk you through step by step how to retrieve your natal chart from astro.com. So you want to go ahead and do that. And once you do all of that, you can get that information and then come on back to right here and we're going to blast off. So welcome back now that you got your information and let's talk about Taurus. So Taurus, OMG, this is the sign where the things that we consider tangible, this is where it happens. So we just left Aries, right? Aries is the first house. Um, and this is the house where we're born. Um, this is where we are like, oh, I'm actually in another dimension. I'm, I have a body again. Um, okay, cool. Let me figure this thing out. And then two, you know what I'm saying? Two years old, they call it the terrible twos. But this is when we're like, oh, well, what is this door? Oh, so it opens and it shuts, okay? And so what is the, we are, we are, really sinking ourselves and grinding grounding ourselves in this in the 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 tangibles all right and so that's why the second house rules resources and values okay so resources this means your money your possessions your esteem all right, so this is literally the money house. And so for us, that's why I put that, you know, uh, get the bag. Like, fuck that. You are the bag. You know what I'm saying? Because it's also so connected to the way that you perceive yourself. Your money and your self-worth, your self-value, your perception of self are intrinsically connected they cannot be separated 
whether you want them to or not. Now, the way some people use them is very, it's like, oh, well, I got money, so I have money, I have self-esteem, you know, or some people use their self-esteem to get their money, and some people have a really good, you know, we, we it, it is definitely a dance and a spectrum, but they are together. You cannot separate these things. And so this is the house of money, of tangible possession, your cars, your house, um, you know, an actual rose you can hold in your hand, all of that governed the, the substance, your food, you know what I'm saying? Everything that you can touch, this is Taurus. This is, this is, this is Taurus energy at its best. So it's an earth sign. Which makes sense, tangible touch. And that's what also going back to that two-year-old where we, you know, it's like, no, don't touch that. It's hot, you know, but we haven't, us having to do concrete learning, learning that, oh, okay, no, she meant it. Like, I touched it, it was hot. Okay, like us always um, having to really figure out what is happening and us trying to see how far we can go with the limitations of this body. You know what I'm saying? So this is a beautiful uh, time in developmental growth for children as well as anytime we come back to this season in a year it is time for us to to sink into that again um, and of course that rises from two years old to how whatever age you are to really know okay what how far can I push this thing what are my what 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 do i need to do how do i need to plan and be strategic enough and how can i keep it looking beautiful and and love but we'll get into a little bit more of that so it's an earth sign it's fixed so we just went from cardinal that was the energy that got things popping made spring happen now we're in spring thanks to aries thank you aries all these babies are here, all this new, I mean, literally, I just took a walk, and I mean, I was overwhelmed by the amount of the flowers I could smell, and it was another day I was out somewhere, and I could taste the scent of the air on my tongue. I was like, wow, spring, and I know for my babies who have allergies, all of y'all sweethearts, I love you, I'm sending you love, stay up on your tinctures and all your wellness. Um, because she really is just giving us everything she has. Flowers, fruits, um, grains. She's just giving it to us. And so this is where Taurus is like, let's bring out the harvest. Let's harvest some of what we have. Let's also prep the land for what we want to go in. So this is fixed energy. Fixed energy is meant to sustain something so we have cardinal who popped it aries and now we're going into the next season taurus which is meant to sustain what um aries did okay so you made a lot of babies made a lot let me make sure that i continue to water let me make sure that i nurture it's nurturance taurus nurturance let me make sure that i nurture what was sown to make sure that it can grow and that it will be able to sustain and be stable the times for this is, uh, the season is 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. So 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. So remember Aries, all of the head, that's when we wake up in the morning. They're like six something to eight, right? And then after we wake up, what is normally the first thing you have to do, which I hate fucking doing in the morning, is that you have to start using your throat 
and you have to start communicating with people outside of yourself, which for me is such a challenge in the morning, especially people who wake up very chipper like, hey, I'm like, my throat chakra doesn't turn on till about noon. So I can be around you, but don't expect me to talk to you, right? But those hours that that throat is really going through a lot of communicative processes and having to start move around, moving around, making some things happen is 8 a.m., to 10 a.m. and that goes back to also the part of the body that it rules and that is the throat. I love to think about back to James Brown, someone who used and if you even look to Taurus um, sun signs, especially the rising, rising Taurus people will have very uh, prominent necks. Something about their neck kind of will stand there or lack thereof because when I looked at some of James Brown pictures. I was like, he he had a little fat neck. You know what I'm saying? It was just kind of like, but it was his whole, his whole face and including his neck was very um, structured and dominant, you know? And then on just the metaphysics, he honestly, that was his bread and butter was his throat. He had to sing, he had to talk. And the same thing for Sister Septima is that you, to be a leader, they, they called her, she was for her leadership skills, you know what I'm saying, to create, for her ability to create leaders. That takes a certain type of charisma where people are like, I can get with you. Like the things that you say, the, the, the way that you, not only the things that you say, but also your work, because this is earth, you know what I'm saying, your, your work ethic. You not only say it, but you show up and you fucking do it, you know? This is what Taurus is about. But of course, they have to use that energy, their throat energy, to convey their message, right? So this is a great time for us to be thinking about our throats. Um, one, for their wellness, their health. I know for me, I've been I'm planning on getting a thyroid um, test done, a thyroid panel. So I find it very, well, I don't find it interesting. Of course, in this season that I'm like, okay, as soon as I get back in town, I really want to make sure I get that appointment made so I can get all of my thyroid panels, um, checked. And while I'm speaking on that, um, it's so huge when it comes to, um, female bodied folks that we get anybody though, anybody, but specifically female body folks, that we get our thyroid checked um, and a lot of people go undiagnosed with any kind of thyroid issues and some of them are even autoimmune and then it being related to iodine and of course we being one of the seafood meccas. Very important that we get our throats ch uh, checked out, especially when it comes to thyroid because it is once again strongly connected to our reproductive health it controls the hormones. Our thyroid that is in our neck is literally our um, metabolic knob. It is our energetic thermostat. So whether we have energy or not, wow. And I wasn't expecting to go here, y'all. Y'all just getting this for the free. <laughs> but um, it literally, it, it controls our energy. So when we think once again now incorporating this, 
with Taurus energy, just how powerful our next. Uh, now I'm going somewhere else where I think it was like the Greek wedding where they were like, yeah, your father is the head, but I'm the neck and I can turn the head anywhere I want. So when we think about even the mobility of what the neck allows the head to do, to be able to move to our far right and to our far left, just this amazing piece of anatomy and apparatus. And we have a uh, Taurus that governs that. All right, so the colors that we have some colors here, um, blue, green, mauve, and that's where we're really going to go with a lot of our earth tones for this ascendance. Um, so, you know, I like peaches, tans, things of that nature, pink, red, yellows, but light, very nice earth tones. So the, the ruler, the classic ruler of Taurus is Venus, all right? So Venus in Greek mythology, of course, in our African diaspora, we know her as Oshun. We know her as Het Heteru. Um, our Vedic brothers and sisters know her as Lakshmi. I would love for someone to keep them, keeps asking, but I would love to know more of our Aztec and our Mayan um, culture that can call a name forth for uh, this energy as well. So whatever your background is, this is who the earth goddess is. The, goddess, God, the, the goddesses in your culture that are earth-based and that are about waking up and invoking and giving the abundance of the earth, that is who we're talking about as well. And Venus, and this is a good thing. So now that we have our chart, you want to look anything in your second house. That's why we're all 12 signs. All 12 signs are in our natal chart. We are all 12 signs. And we want to know how all of these energies affect us on a regular, like build up our constitution. And then when we get real fancy on that as we can start looking at what's going on up in the sky and seeing how that directly affects what we're doing currently. And so we want to look at our natal chart and anything in the second house is affected by Taurus. Okay, so that's something to make note of. And then we just the planet that we talked about Venus, Oshun had had You want to know where your Oshun is. You want to know where your Venus is in your chart. And wherever your Venus is in your chart, that is also where Taurus energy funnels through. So look at your chart, find out where these places are. And Venus is definitely represents our attraction to things. What are we attracted to? So this is a, another time or space where we, may, I know I'm going through it, but going through a very much of like, I don't like my clothes, <laughs> you know, or I don't like my, we, we, we may be very, um, I don't want to say impulsive because it takes thought, right? But we may be very clear that we want to do some type of redecorating in our house, some type of changing of, of energy in our space. We also may be very clear that we want to do that for our actual temple. The first home is your body. 
So it makes sense if you are thinking about your health right now, if you are thinking about, or if you may be feeling outside of your body, um, where it's like, okay, this body doesn't feel like mine. What do I want to do to make sure that this body does feel like mine? Or it could be the quite opposite because it rules any kind of esteem. So for the ones of y'all who have been putting in the work, being dedicated to your health and your well-being, um, you feeling yourself. You're feeling yourself. You're feeling it. And I love that. I watched Homecoming. I know all y'all did too, most of y'all. And so what I really appreciated was her birth experience and seeing her dedication of um, how far she pushed her body. I love that she said she wouldn't have done that again. I've, I've pushed my body that far too. And so I'm learning grace with how I want to work with my temple in that way. Um, but also knowing that whatever I do, it will require dedication um, fortitude, you know? So where Venus rules our attraction, it rules our beauty, beauty, it rules the way we view taste, our actual taste, whether you drink a 40 or you like Prosecco, you know what I'm saying? Both of them good to whoever you like, you know what I'm saying? The champagne is a champagne, like, and the beers are champagnes or champagne. So whatever you're attracted to, your taste, this is also what Venus rules. Um, some of the tarot cards are the Empress, all right? So fertility, a lot of times when we pull that uh, Empress card in our readings, um, if we're female-bodied, uh, that could definitely be an indication. And if we're partnered with someone who can impregnate us, it can be like, ooh, okay, um, pregnancy is around me. Fertility is around me. And that pregnancy is not the only way, though. It may be a project that you'll be working on that's going to be very fruitful. Uh, Empress card, I love when I get that Empress card. It's, it's, it's affirming that abundance is around me, beauty is around me, lushness is around me my my visions are coming true the things that i want hierophant as well you know what i'm saying so the wisdom the wisdom you know to plant something to know when to plant it to know how to water it like i'm just getting shout out to gypsy <laughs> i'm just getting and my boo um eleni i love my 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 spirits who um my, Firm musings, Tiffany, you know, of musings, like all the people that I know that really it's it's shoot. Shout out to my great grandmother and my grandmother, Geneva Campbell Moore. OK, shout out to all of our 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 ancestors and the people who have that gift to be able to look and read plants, you know, know exactly. Oh, no, let's move that one. That one needs some shade or this one you can only plant here. We're not going to see it for two years now, but you got to keep coming to that earth. Like shout out to those people who have that that type of connection to the earth. Even though it's not a ruling planet like Venus, when we think about Taurus, we do encompass the body, the, the earth. This earth is also as our body is our first home. And then our first home outside of, of our body is the earth. And then we do whatever we do with the, the materials that we have from the earth and we construct a home or we construct... Um, you know, the, the resources, we construct a, um, the wagon and the horses to be able to get us from point A to point B. But it's literally about these, these resources, these tangible things 
that allow us to be stewards, for us to be stewards with them, and then for us to use them in a way that hopefully is respectful. Um, and so that hierophant, that's what I want to speak to with that hierophant, is the wisdom of knowing how to use resources, how to make sure that you have what you need for when you need it, and that your budget is right, right? And then the next card or the categories of cards would be pentacles in the tarot deck. So whenever we see a pentacle, we know we're immediately thinking about earth, energy, the tangibles, your money, your resources, um, your esteem, your worth, your, your self-value. Trying to think, okay, metals, brass. And I think that that's hilarious because that is one of the metals that is associated with Oshun Hekeru. Um, and so there's no happenstance that these metals are, uh, and then copper, and I think of, um, it's going to come to me, or, or Argonite. We know where there's the shedding of these metals that make these conducting of energy. So these are the metals. It was brass and copper. So copper and brass are some good metals to work with, with while we're in this energy as well or in this season. And I have a lot of the other things listed here. Malachi, lapis lazuli, um, Moss Agate, shout out to Moss Agate. That's that's my baby. Um, if you really, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and then we're gonna move straight into the other thing. Is that this is a good manifestation stone, and that is really what I want to start talking about now as we close out with some of the base energies of Taurus is that this is the time to do manifestation work y'all if there was ever a time if there was ever a season I love all the seasons like I said all 12 of them are me I roll with all 12 of them but when it comes to Taurus this is when it is time to ask the earth what you need and so there are many rituals and many ways that I do it and I get real when I and when I do it for the things that I need. Um, but as of late, I've been running my manifesting year from Taurus to Taurus because I know that this is the best time to ask and the best time to um, sow seed into the earth. And so if people are literally sowing seed, physical seed into the earth, this is the perfect time to sow manifestive seeds into the earth. And we have a new moon on May the 4th. Shit, and I closed out my thing. It's May the 4th. Um, and so this is the perfect time to do a lot of this magic. What I like to do I'm trying to decide how I'm going to share this on a public platform. But a very easy version of this is to get some to write a list. To write a list. Um, what ink and how special you want your ink to be. How special you want your pen to be. How special you want the solution to be that you write with is up to you. Okay, so how you want to do that is all up to you, but you can take special care with that. Certain people create their own pens. Some people use um, 
bird feathers, you know, to write with. Whatever you want to do. It, or it could be a ballpoint, you know, fucking what, dollar pen. And it is about intentions. And you get your sheet of paper. Whatever you want to use. Once again, it can be as... And I like... This is Venus. This is Oshun. So this is pretty. You know what I'm saying? But however way and whatever you have access to is what you use. That's how it works. And so you write what it is that you need. Write what it is that you need. Now, I like I said, I do mine for a year. So my petition, my request... My manifestation, I'll be doing from 2000 of, so Taurus 2019 to Taurus 2020. And that's what it'll have on that list. And whatever it is that you want, okay? I've gone back to that list because I'm actually checking what happened, what I'm still working on. And it's remarkable to see how many things got established last year. And... Uh, how little I really need to add to that list this year. There's a, like two things I need to put on it for this year. Um, cause last year was so busy, but the, the things that I had to get done and the main movements that I needed to do got done. And I'm very, very grateful for that. I'm very grateful for my ancestors. I'm very grateful for me, as Snoop said, for me having the ability, um, to keep going. And so you take that list. And the where you place it and how you place it and where you put it, feel, think about what's right for you, okay? Once again, this is Oshun, this is Lakshmi, this is Heheru, this is Venus, this is beauty and abundance. So if you want to put it in the form of art, if you want to actually make a painting and do that, if you want to, um, if you want to put it in a plant we're talking about the earth so maybe this literally means you writing this list and putting it in a plant that's around your house however way you want to do it but you want to go ahead and um put it somewhere to where you feel like it's it's going to um where it feels good to your spirit period point blank now depending on how you what you need to do if you're putting it somewhere where it can stay flat uh, then great. If you put it in somewhere where you'll have to roll it up, then what you want to do is roll it towards yourself. With things you want to bring into your life and you're doing paper magic um, and writing lists, then you want to roll that thing towards yourself. If it's something that you're wanting to remove from yourself, you will roll it away from you, okay? So I like roll better than than flattening that just doesn't feel good to me however if you are a folder because some of y'all might be some um is it origami yeah origami experts in this bitch you know what i'm saying so if a folding is how you want to do a fold too just just make sure as you're folding that you are saying your intentions you're saying your prayers okay if it is going to be something like we said putting it in a plant then go ahead and maybe put it in your phone write that list Put some, put it somewhere else where you can go back and check. Because if you're giving it to the earth, then that's not something that you're nine times out of ten gonna dig up and reread <laughs> uh, after watering it for a year and doing all of that. So you might want to have that somewhere else, so that way when the next year comes around, when 
Taurus season 2020 comes around, you can look again and assess what was what got done, what didn't, and redo this all over again. Okay, so that's one of my major gifts that I want to share because this is I, I cannot stress enough how important this season is for manifesting. And whatever way you do your manner, that was one suggestion. You, some people are into candle magic and they're like, I'm about to light these candles. Some people know like actually it's earth, it's Taurus. I'm going to go hiking. Ironically, yes, I had heard of a, a person going hiking a few days ago. I need to go take this to the mountain and I need to say it. I need to talk it into the rock itself. However way you do your manifestation work, do it. Yet this is the time to do it this is the season to do it this rules your esteem your value and that like some people think you know manifestation and they automatically go to oh i want to you know be making x amount of money a month or a year and i want to be able to you know get this job or that job or however way it looks right but some of us are dealing with how we want to feel you know what i'm saying like how i want to be happy when I get out of bed, I want to make sure that the things that I do, my creative projects, you know what I'm saying, bring me this well, that I'm able to, you know, whatever it is. And I'm sending y'all all amount of love and, and beauty with this manifestation because it's real. It's real. And for the last season and especially 2018, we've been getting our ass handed to us and even the beginning of 2019 it's it's been an interesting pace because we had that mercury in retrograde so it's been trying to be a little bit more gentle with us but you know that pace has still been the pace we have just decided to be like i'm not fucking doing that shit like that no more i i have to slow down this is also a good time to slow down to rest to rejuvenate yourself, to love on yourself, get your body massages, you know what I'm saying? Get your sauna day in, go out and lay out the blanket in the park and let that sun just beam, get your the best vitamin D there is, you know? This is a great time to do that. And so that was a little bit of our new moon magic. Of course, that was a lot. And we're going to get to the full moon, but I want to double back for a second and talk about this Uranus and Taurus. <laughs> See, I got quiet, right? Because this shit is super real when we talk about what we're manifesting. So Uranus, the planet of surprise. The planet, this is the planet that governs Aquarius. So you can really just think about it as Aquarius energy. A lot of times that helps me, may, may help you as well, is um, knowing the the planet, the that it, the sign, let me slow my brain down, knowing what ruling planet is of a sign can really help you with fusing what that energy is all about. So knowing that Uranus, uh, is the ruler of Aquarius, then automatically I'm like, oh yeah, revolution. All right. This is war. This is, um, standing up for your rights. <laughs> As we just talked about these two people, this is innovation in sciences, technology, new creations. This is surprise. This is, oh, you thought you were going there? Actually, uh, Turn around, go back, laugh, go down. Like, I did not see that coming. What happened? I thought 
dot, 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 dot. And those surprises can mean anything, right? Because it's also a scratch-off surprise, right? You win that lotto, you like, oh, shit. Like, so any kind of surprises, but it literally means any kind of from a scratch-off to an ambush, okay? So this Uranus will be in Taurus, which we just talked about. Money, earth, possession, finances, um, financial literacy, uh, health, and, and, and Virgo is, is, is health, right? Like Virgo is the mindset of service, right? What we need to do. So we're going to take a little bit of this. We're going to take a little, it rules the health care, the wellness. So a lot of times it's about how to facilitate wellness and health. Where literally Taurus, I think more of just like the body, the structure, right? Which is our first home. But literally Cancer rules the home, the energy of the house. But when we think, at least when I think about the body, I think about the temple and I do think about it in that kind of way. And so Taurus, the earth, earth, we t earth, literally the weather, earth, <laughs> um, everything that we just mentioned that we talked about and you had that correspondence, that is what we're talking about Taurus. So when you put Uranus, like I just said to you, together with Taurus and we're going to be here for the next seven years. This is a lot of changes that are going to be happening over the next seven years. I'm very clear when I look up um, in seven years from now, my career is going to be completely different. And majority of us, it will be. Um, and if not completely different, the, the way that you feel in it, your esteem, the way that you're valued in it, you know, the way your community values you with the type of uh, creative work that you do is going to be completely different. Your function, the way that you move in with your finances and everything is going to be different. So to give you a little history lesson, the last time Uranus was in Taurus, we had the Great Depression. We also, as it was leaving Uranus and Aries, which is where we're at right now. Well, no, we're not there now. We were just there a little bit. We had the Wall Street, the crash on Wall Street. So the Wall Street market completely collapsed. And then by the end of those seven years, we were going into World War II. <laughs> I gotta laugh shit fuck y'all I gotta laugh because it's, it's I say all of that not to scare and um I'll have some hyperlinks there I found like two articles one that I thought was really good because it talked about fear right because a lot of astrologers are predicting all of those things again um and that the monetary systems that we know on the earth currently will be very different right so that time money didn't go any way the, the street the wall street didn't and wall street is still here but the way that it op operates is different and from what i understood if the article serves me right um social security was developed in that time as well so what i love about destruction is you have to destroy in order to rebuild so it's time it's time. These bill notes, these notes that we use um, are not real. They're not, I mean, for the few of us who know that, um, just a little bit of, of tea um, and knowledge, 
is that it, it, it literally isn't paper. I mean, it's paper. It's, it doesn't mean anything um, really that much. And if you want to start really structuring your financial literacy and legacy, then it's important that you start investing in precious metals, gems, okay? So that can look like a lot of different things. And I'm interested to see how many people uh, listen to this one. This one is kind of like... I want the folks to hear this one, but I also want the folks to be like, like only the folks who are supposed to hear this one, hear this one. Um, but this can look like you making sure that you go to your pawn stores uh, after you learn how to properly assess gold and start getting gold. Please do not think for one reason that you saw all of this, we buy golds for the last 10 years for any kind of, just to, just to see it. You know, if your government if you know they're accessing and wanting to buy gold, then that should let us know what they're thinking ahead of, okay? So gold, um, when our market completely changes, tangible money would look like gold, precious gems, stones. It would look like ammunition. It would look like actual food. Um, I remember being at a survivalist contest, uh, conference and um, it was like, yeah, somebody come up, you know, and some shit's going down and they want to offer me money. He was like, either I want food or ammo. I'm not interested in your fucking money at that time. You got food or do you have ammunition? Um, and I was like, damn. Okay. So when we think about some of the changes, now that's, that's, this is, this is apocalypse. You know what I'm saying? If that were to happen. And I don't think it's going to go that far this time, but there will be a significant amount of changes. What other people are also predicting is the rise of the Bitcoin. So, you know, buy gold and buy Bitcoin is what a lot of astrologers are saying right now. Um, and honestly, what I've seen. So us moving further in innovation with our money, right? And that would speak to Uranus, the science, the innovation, the creating of something new. Um, and from what I understand, Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace, I believe he was one of the first, or his store was one of the first cryptocurrency full stores in the United States. I could be wrong, but he was very aware of the trends that are coming ahead of us and wanted to make sure that he was on board and that he would be able to bring that um, and bring his, his hood with him with that information. So if you do know anybody who you trust that can give you some information about cryptocurrency, that might be the thing to do at this point. Um, we have seven years. <laughs> so also think about this is we've already been um, because our nodes this year are Cancer and Capricorn. So, and I believe if I, my memory serves me correctly, the North Node is in Cancer. I could be wrong. It could be the North Node in Capricorn, but I really feel like it's the North Node in Cancer. But either way, there is a, uh, we're learning this year about home to work harmony. <laughs> and so making sure that what we do and how we live is harmonious all right and a lot of us have been we got the work shit down you know we hustlers we working how we going nine five we got to take care of it like we we got work down but do we have living down do we really live like to our highest and so this is what taurus is really making us evaluate it's like no what do you 
if, if money wasn't a factor, what would you be doing, right? And a lot of times for me, it's nothing. I would be doing nothing because that's the way it was supposed to be. Our hours of work were something like 20 and 15 as a village. We would get what we need to get, get done that for the week or have it know where we're going, our stores for the week. And we would chill the fuck out, create, make songs, dream, do art. Like we were never, the way that we work in the Western society and Western influences society is unnatural. How do you have seven days in a week and five of them are forced to be given to someone else? Okay. Now, if that's your dream job and you love what you do, uh, you know what I'm saying? And it just so happens to be a nine to five that is also incorporated with um, some type of level of security in, in government or anything like that. By all means, I'm not telling you to quit your job. No, stay there. And especially if you love what you do. But for some of y'all, y'all don't like what you do. Or it's not that you don't like it. You've outgrown it. You've outgrown it. You've been doing it for 12, 13, 21, 7 years. You, you, it's, it's done. You served your purpose there. And now what will you take from that information and how will you use it? for your betterment. So these are a lot of things that are coming up to, again, this career change, but career change that is based on Aquarius energy, which is unique, right? That Uranus, Aquarius energy, uniqueness, you know, your own way. All of us are ready to do this our own way and the way that feels the most comfortable and, and best for us, okay? And that doesn't mean that you're not going to do a lot of shit that you want to do, don't want to do. Like when you really decide, oh, this is what I want to do. There's about 800 steps that need to be done that you do, that have that you do not want to do that have barely anything to fucking do with it, right? So if you have to open up a business right now. Yes, you're ready to open a business so you could do this thing. But before that, you got to go ahead and file your LLC, which you got to go ahead and get your occupational license. You got to go, you know what I'm saying? You got to do all of these things, blah, blah, blah. Even if you're not, not doing it on the grid, to even do it off the grid, got to go ahead and get your inventory up. You got to go ahead and make space for your house to be able to make your creative goods. You have to find a way to market them to people, whether that's by word of mouth or online or in, you know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of things that are attached with even our passions that require, <laughs> like Taurus, us to see and understand the value and be willing to go the distance. So as we have now and will be here for the next seven years, and I didn't speak about the earth either, and I have to, um, I spoke a lot about the financial and the war, but these are also things where astrologers are um, thinking of a lot of tornadoes, hurricanes, floods. So um, I just made sure I got my renter's insurance taken care of. If you're a renter, please get your renter's insurance. Please get your flood insurance taken care of. Get your policies together if you um make sure that you're able to get buried properly so to get your policies get policies on people that you love um and that you care for to make sure that if anything happened to them you'll be able to take care of your nieces your nephews um their their financial what this is this is it and i know that sounds like goddamn safi i'm not trying to hear all that shit i know me either um but the great thing about Taurus energy is like, how much does that take to do, right? Well, if that's how much it takes to do, well, then I need to be making 10000 a month. Okay, well, then let me put that on this list. 
Let me go ahead and ask if I need ease. I need 20-hour work weeks. Whatever it is, this is the time to put that in on our prayer manifesting request because we're assessing what it is, what it takes to be sustainable, what it takes to be not only to survive, but to thrive until our hundreds, our eighties, you know what I'm saying? However way, you, however long you want to live. Think about that. How even long do you want to live? Do you want to do 55? Do you want to do 80? Do you want to be 120? Put that on the fucking list. I manifest that I live until 120. You better do it do it so i wanted to give you a little information i have those hyperlinks about uranus and taurus i know it's one documented then i think the other one was chini changi i know a lot of people like her astrology i am going to um link that hyperlink because i think she does a very good um <coughs> brief but intensive um forecast and you got to be careful with forecasts because this is general so if you know your chart you could even go deeper right so i think she has like you rain if you're uh, aries how will uranus and taurus affect aries if you want to so you know you're all 12 signs and if you know where all of that is you could really read that and get a comprehensive um understanding about what's going to happen in what area but honestly sit down please get in touch with musings get a reading Find out maybe what these next seven years are going to be looking like for you and yours. So on May 18th is when we go and we have a full moon in Scorpio. And what was so interesting about this moon, because I always put hyperlinks for the moon. And I was like, oh, and I have a place. I always go to Astrology King and um, I put the hyperlinks from his uh website on there and i don't even know this man i don't know his characteristics i don't know where he's from astrology king so i'm assuming it even is a masculine presenting energy um nine times out of ten he's probably white but i don't know who this person is the astrology king but i really love how they break everything down so i use that for the aspects and i use it for the moons because he really give a very basic intro, shows you the chart. You can probably even figure out a little bit. It's just nice. It's in and out, but it's very thorough. I love his forecast. Um, and he didn't have one. He did not have one. And I could not find a hyperlink to save my life for this full moon in Scorpio. Which why I put in parentheses like, ha, ha, ha. But it's in Scorpio, so that this doesn't surprise me so already as someone who's wanting to bring y'all information about this and have something that you could tangibly go back and look and study there was nothing to really find so maybe as we get closer to that date people will start doing it is a lot y'all to do something monthly to stay on it it requires a lot of dedication so i understand why um everybody's not so able to keep consistent with their forecasts um yet out of the whole two years I've been doing this now, almost, almost like Scorpio will be two years officially, that uh, I've never been able to find really good resources for this. So I put a thoughtcode.com link up there and I didn't even really get to look over it really. Um, so I hope it's good. <laughs> but it's a little something for you to have. But I did go ahead and run the actual chart for Scorpio um this full moon in Scorpio and so for those of y'all who have not worked with moon magic before in the new moon is when you want to go ahead and do your ritual so on May 4th that's when you want to do whatever manifestation ritual looks like oh this could look like sex how could I forget sex 
like um because venus is involved so for y'all that are coupled and want to do manifestation um please um assign your orgasms to the things that you want so it literally y'all could write that list y'all could put it under the mattress and get it in and say this orgasm is dedicated to our manifestations as we come as we sing our songs of ecstasy to the world because literally um our sexual energy is everything you were created through sex your parents i know right your parents they had sex and that's how they made you. You know what I'm saying? So literally, you rode in here on sexual sexual energy. And that is, regardless of you, if you are celibate, you celibate, I buy a bit. Ha ha ha, I never forget that joke. But even if you're celibate, even if you're someone who doesn't use your sexual energy in that type of physical way, you are still surrounded with sex, literally Every time you braid, every time you read, every time you sing, you are using your sexual energy. So, not sure how I forgot about that, especially with Venus. Um, some of this manifestation work on the 14th can actually look like sex tantric manifestation work, which is very, very powerful. <sighs> but bringing that full circle is that you get a new moon and a full moon once a year. So, we get this new moon in Taurus, all right? That's when you sow your seed. Then come your full moon, you get a progress report on how shit's going, you know? What, what What's coming up? What else do you need to be shown? What needs to be illuminated? How well are you doing with all the things that you're manifesting? And you keep sowing in your seeds because sometimes it'll take one moon cycle and sometimes it'll take four or five years of moon cycles to get that one. <laughs> like, so be patient with yourself. And this full moon that is going to be illuminating things for us is going to be in Scorpio. So, so this is Scorpio's full moon. And the fact that I can't even find a lot of stuff on the internet for it speaks to it. And so I ran the chart and what we have going on is the moon is squared with Lilith and short end of that is that it's 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 not the our emotive self and our primal feminine powerful self is not seeing really eye to eye so our our feminine raw energy and the way that we express we emote ourselves we express ourselves emotionally are not on one accord okay so wouldn't surprise me if a lot of emotional things come up and you don't know kind of what to do with it, right? However, there's always, it's always a key in astrology is what I love about that, is that Mars is um, trying and Mars is, yeah, Mars is sextiled. I have the trine, but is it Mars? Yeah, okay. So, but that can be right. Y'all give me a second. I'm sorry. I know Mars is trying Lilith, but then I also have Mars is sextile Lilith. And I don't think that's, it might be um, something else for that second one. But for sure, Mars is trying Lilith. And what that means is that emotionally, we may not be able, this is the energy of our raw feminine selves. Um, the part of us that, that our witch inside of us is not necessarily wanting to be expressed um 
emotionally, you know what I'm saying? May not want to cry, may not want to nurture. We're not here. This, this, <laughs> that's perfect. That's the Scorpio full moon. We're not here to really be nurturing no fucking body. But what it is, is Mars is trying that energy. So it's about action. It's literally, again, another night where sexual magic could be very beneficial. But it will, it's not based in this kind of romance, the way this Venus, Taurus, you know, sexual energy. This is about doing some serious um, magic or letting out some serious aggression, right? So even for some of us who are into kink, this may be um, a good time to be able to express some of our kinkiness in this full moon um, and work with some of, of those tangible um, tools, but the ones that take us, you know, into another space, uh, bondage, rope play, um, sub, dom kind of situations that could definitely come up for us this uh, full moon. We have also Mercury trining Pluto, which basically means the way that we communicate, the way that we express our communicate, our express what we need to say is coming from a very deep, subconscious, transformative space. And that's very powerful, too. Um, we also have Venus in conjunction with Uranus. So we just talked about uh, Uranus and what that is. And we know about Venus. That's that Taurus energy. So to know that this moon can also bring up some surprises. Surprises around um, everything that we talked about Taurus. So surprises with our finances. Surprises with our possessions. Surprises with um, how we look. How we feel about ourselves. Things of that nature. Innovation, though, as well. So innovation, some of the things that you've been working on and developing, they could really come to a head uh, in a very interesting play of events for this full moon. And then Venus is conjunct our ascendant. Um, or not necessarily our personal ascendant, but it's conjunct the ascendant right now. So once again, a very strong influences on our appearance. Our appearance, how we appear, how we want to appear, um, the things that we are, our primal selves, like how going deeper than just our esteem, like who were we born, what destinies were we born with? You know what I'm saying? Our, 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 we are attracted in this new moon to our destinies. The Scorpio full moon is not going to be no hoe. It's it just looking at the chart. I was like, ooh, okay. This is this is a lot to unpack. So I, I wish I could hear from y'all and how y'all do this full moon. Um, but I'm sending you a whole bunch of loves. And know that Scorpio is the eighth house. It rules mysticism, death, transformation, working with folks so any kind of partnership not necessarily part but is it shared resources is ironic right we got the uh resources coming from taurus but scorpio is when we start to think about shared resources and things of that nature what else occult sciences so anything mysticism mysticism like that is where we get um our Scorpio energy. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, water, ice water, um, speed to be specific. 
uh, and who, so Kali, um, Mars is its ruler. That's why that Mars energy is so um, interesting to me. Who else? Who's Oya? Oya, you know, so this is the energy that we're going to be tapping into. Um, things, people, we, we may even lose some family members, um, you know, or people that we love or just death coming up to show itself in a very specific way. Uh, so just be mindful of that moon and I'm going to leave it right there. I've talked a lot about it. And then we'll go into the transits and transits are like what I said is when you get triple OG X rated and want to know, not X rated, <laughs> but when you like, oh shit, like that sky always is moving and then I'm a composite of the sky and they play on each other. That's what transits are. It's literally how planets talk to one another in the sky everybody's going the things the same thing that is happening on the earth is happening in the sky you have planets that are turning around and going backwards which we call retrograde you have planets who are beefed out with their cousins across the street you have planets who are walking side by side and are really working on some master plans to make some things happen these are transits and so and aspects and what they create the angles that we create we know the word angels and angels is the word that um, and will not not to offend anybody's religion, but it's a word that modern Christians have put to angles. Angels are angles. You have angles that work really well. Like so, when you hear me say those terms, oh, they're trying or that square. Those square ones are angles or angels that are harsher that are, are, are challenging, but we know that challenges bring transformation. So just to know that you have an angle or angel that is here to challenge you, I also gave you right away um, the angle or the angel that is here to say, yes, you're challenged, but this is where you're not challenged in this area and let's work with that. So leading up to the full moon, we have a lot of shifts happening where um, May 6th, uh, Mercury enters Taurus. That's not as far as leading up to it. That's all just in the beginning of the month after we have our new moon, May 6th, we have Mercury entering Taurus, which is going to be really, really, I love when it's like, oh, okay, so I'm already doing this thing. And now my communication and the, the way that I um, talk and the way that I gather folks is working with me on my behalf as well. So May 6th, this can be a really good time if you're needing to close deals, use that throat chakra, gather the masses, bring people together. You'll have a um, you'll have an act for being able to do that as long as it's something that everyone sees, sees the value in. And then as we start leading up to the new moon, we have that um, Venus entering Taurus on the 15th and the 16th. Um, Mars is in Cancer and I know quite a few people that I love where their Mars is in Cancer so Mars is uh, likes to fight is <laughs> aggression it's how we go for the things that we want and it in Cancer which is water nurturing you know um, the mother it's two polar opposite energies um, and so you might find yourself questioning your ability 
um, on the 16th. And for some that can be for us that are hardwired to go, 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 go. I enjoy <laughs> when cancer goes in Mars. It's like whether I want to stop or not. Like, it's like, stop. You need to love on yourself. You need to take a bath. You need to, you know, do that. So that energy can benefits a person like me who is always go, go, go. But for someone who um, is trying to get some things done <laughs> at that particular time and may even struggle with going for things and, um, yeah, for going for things, that could be a little challenging on the 16th because you literally will have that planet soaked in water and not wanting to do anything. So if you can look at the things that you want to achieve around that time and not look at them so much in an aggressive kind of way, but like what do those things need? How do they need to be nurtured? might be a good way to spend that energy to be beneficial for you. And then on the 21st, the sun enters Gemini and Mercury enters Gemini as well. And we will enter Gemini season. Another one of my favorite seasons. Um, And so we'll say happy birthday to y'all in a little bit. But for now, it is Taurus season. I know I gave you a lot. Every time I start this fucking thing and look, I'm at an hour and 10 minutes. And I got on here exhausted being like, I'm just going to talk for five minutes. I'm just make sure they know what the manifest and I'm leaving. But it don't ever work like that. So <laughs> I give thanks for this throat chakra. I give thanks for this Taurus season. I give thanks for the Uranus and Taurus for the next seven years. The, the, the challenges that are going to come with it. But I'm also very excited about the innovations and the creations that are going to come out. I'm excited about us living in a world where we honor the earth and we understand that we can't be fucking around with all of these plastics and chemicals anymore. And not unless we want to be here. She's going to be fine. She's done it to dinosaurs. She's wiped out species. Other species has disappeared. Like, we don't know what happened. You know what I'm saying? To the minds that access some of the Egyptians. Like, they just ghosted. You know? So, they'll... Proper civilizations have a very deep connection and they'll know how to work with the earth. And so... I really hope that in these next seven years, we start to turn the tide for how we respect her, how we come to her, how we treat her, what we what we do with her. Um, and so I'm excited about the innovations that are coming. I'm excited about this manifestation. I'm excited about us getting the things that we need. And all of this is owed to the Taurus energy. So the ones of you that are sun sign Tauruses, meaning you were born while the sun was in Taurus, I commend you for walking with this energy 365 days. Like, and we give thanks for you who embody that all the time for sharing that with us. And we give thanks for being in this season. So may you manifest every, every, everything that you desire, even the things that you know not to call on. And may it be done with ease and grace. And may the people that you love stay at your side as you grow. We give thanks for you, Taurus. Without you, we wouldn't have any of this. And so, happy birthday, Taurus. And happy Taurus season to all of us. Under the moon and over the sky.